heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a September 14th Thursday night edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. And I'm joined today by the host of one of my favorite podcasts out there and a writer in the great world of sports writing, my friend Corbin Smith and frequent guest on this podcast. Corbin, how you doing? Eric? Hello. I'm well. I, I have a non-sports thing coming out next week, actually. It's about the wildfires, but I am mostly a sports writer. And I do host Take It or Break It, the sports taste game show of your dreams, your nightmares, Available on all podcasting platforms, iTunes, uh, Pocket Casts, uh, Stitcher, yeah. uh, Spotify. I don't think it's on Spotify, actually, but it should be. Google, Play, me. Google, Google Play. Sure, that sounds correct. Yeah, all right. Definitely hey. sounds correct to me. Apple, Apple, yeah, all that stuff. Um, yeah, Take It or Break It's great. They have a lot of episodes every week, and it's a fun game show. Like, if you'd like... Like, I, I say this all the time on this podcast, but I, I, I am an avid listener of, of of Take It or Break It, and I highly recommend it if you like sports and takes. I know people who listen to it who don't like sports, even. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty generalized. Yeah. Uh, we, we've had some good guests lately, even. We just had Jason Concepcion on. Yeah, you're, you're in the middle of an NBA preview, are you not? Uh, yes, I'm, 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 I'm not doing... I'm not doing every team because who has the I mean, money? Yeah, I don't have I don't yeah. have the bandwidth. But I've just I'm just like doing one team a week with people I can scrounge up, you know. So I, we've done the Bulls and the Knicks. Probably going to do Mavs. We're going to do Blazers. Eric will be on that one, and somebody else. I genuinely haven't decided who yet. Uh, uh, we'll we'll do some other ones. I have an idea for a Celtics one. Anyway, is it, about how, is it about how Brad Stevens is a farce? It'll come up, certainly. OK, uh, but uh, you should listen to the podcast. It's wonderful. I listen to it myself sometimes and I make it. I, I Every time the episode comes out, uh, I'm, I'm listening to it. I caught up on it over the uh, over this week. Like Spencer it, Hall was on two weeks Spencer ago. Hall, yeah, you had talked about college football. football writer. Yeah. So uh, like college football. There's even that. Uh, yeah. All, all the all the all the good sports. That's right, and we're here and to and talk. We say about insanely mean things about the NFL too. So. Yes, yes. Well, there's a there's a Thursday night game on right now that we're not watching because it's hot garbage. As yeah, I, I don't watch any NFL games. I ride my bike on Sundays. It's lovely. I live in uh, I live around Portland, Oregon. I go into I go into the farmers market. I speak to the comely lasses. I uh, I buy apples. You know, who needs uh, who needs that garbage? You know, 
I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't. I, I have a fantasy football team, and I read about. Yeah. It. yeah so. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. I know. I'm. I am the problem. <laughs> um. Anyway, blocked on Blazers. Welcome back, Corbin. Uh, since last we left you, we talked about Archie Goodwin. We talked about the NBA ranks du jour. Uh, oh yeah, NBA rank. NBA rank and the SI, which is my personal favorite, the SI top 100. I, I prefer the SI one too. You can tell. You can tell. Golliver's got his hand in that one. A little more. A little more. You know that rational. Uh, that sort of rational harshness that I think the ESPN list just doesn't quite grasp. Yeah, I, I feel like the evaluation there from those guys is it's just it's, there's a lot more thought into it. it I, I feel like and, and they explain the reasoning behind their rankings, whereas the they just e- ESPN with the dang algorithm. I know it's just it's no? just there's there's spitting out numbers that say Lonzo Ball is better than Carmelo Anthony. Oh, was that really one of that, the things? That was one. That was one of the things. Come on. Mello fell Come out of the top on. 50 on ESPN. How dare they? About Portland Trailblazer legend Carmelo Anthony like that. I I know, and I, and I talked about this on the last episode. Our, our CJ McCollum came to his friend Melo's defense. Uh huh. About future the NBA, Blazer, future Blazer. CJ's yeah, doing doing good work, CJ. Defending future Portland Trailblazer Carmelo Anthony online. Did you also notice that today? Before we talk about the. The news item, I guess, the the roster spot. I mean, we can barely talk about that. But did you see the workout pictures from the practice where CJ was not was wearing a hoodie? Oh, he's uh, he's taking on the he's taking on the spiritual manifestation to draw Mello here, like he, a yeah. He's he's trying. God, I like that Mello wore the hoodie at the beginning of the year, and people started talking about it, and he's clearly doubled down on it. And is and is just doing everything he can to make the hoodie more and more extravagant and bizarre. God bless him. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Mellow, baby, you got to come. It's wonderful here. It's hoodie weather all year. It is a hoodie. It is literally hoodie weather all year. Mellow. Mellow, you'll love it here, baby. Yeah, you'll never have to wear an overcoat. You know, just wear just wear a hoodie all the time. It's wonderful. And uh, 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 Goodwin, Archie Goodwin. You've already talked about Archie Goodwin. Yeah, but I, I you know, I don't have your take hey, on Archie Goodwin. You know what I think? Good idea. Uh, probably came out too early. A lot of uh, athletic, raw talent. Seems like a perfectly legitimate upside play. As my opinion about Archie Goodwin. Why not? It, it, yeah. it feels like classic Olshay. If you're uh, sitting here, look, I'm about to say some stuff. That might make some people mad. If you're going to tell me the team can have Archie Goodwin or Connaughton, I'm probably going to go with Archie Goodwin there. That's uh, that's a strong take. Uh, Thank because you. Because I, I think Connaughton, I mean, Connaughton's contract is guaranteed, so he's definitely going to be on the team. They're not going to get rid of him. At yeah, what's that? That's like six bucks, man. I was sorry. I was, I was, I knew I was going to be on the show today, and I was thinking about this in the shower. Wouldn't it just be best for everybody if if Pat just moved on and played baseball? Yeah, like come on, just yeah, why, why are we why are we all why are we all faking this? We've seen the we've seen the man in summer league, we've seen him not probably not be an NBA contributor. You can play another sport, dude. Like like what's just, like why can't we all just move on from this, man? You know, I I think part of it is the luxury tax thing. 
and and that like adding say Tony Allen uh, would have clearly did not add. Oh, you want to talk? Oh, we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, but I think adding him, like even if they got him for the minimum, or like Shabazz Muhammad signed for the minimum the other day, like even that that would count hard against their cap. Whereas Shabazz like Muhammad signed for the minimum. Yeah, yeah, with, whom? with Minnesota. He re-upped with them, and they're apparently going to like yeah. renegotiate next year, like hmm. one year minimum deal. Weird. He yeah. was. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say good, but he was. You know, he's productive. Uh, like a guy who could make five million dollars at least. I'm a little surprised by that. I think that's. I think this is a foreshadowing of what's going to happen next summer. I think. I think there's going to be LeBron, and there's going to be then everyone's going to be scrounging for whatever's left. There's not going to be a whole lot left. I think. I think whatever the cap situation is, I think that's going to help Portland with Nurkic. It's going to suck for Nurkic, but I think Portland's uh, negotiations with him, I think it'll it'll won't be. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be able to negotiate a max deal. Just given, uh, given the market, you know, I mean, it'll depend on how good he is. That's what I think. Yeah. So I, I mean, Archie Goodwin on the Blazers. If has Nurkic ch- is like as good. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no, no, no. no it's fine. If Nurkic is as good for a whole year as he was at the end of last year, I think it's going to be hard not to give him a max deal. That's what I think. Fair enough. But it's a good take. If, if he's even kind of worse than that or markedly worse than that, it's I, I suppose they could use whatever the cap situation is going to be next year's leverage. Although the cap, I mean, part of the thing, okay, part of the thing this summer is that the cap didn't go up that much. Um like almost entirely because the finals were short mm-hmm. uh, because the, there was just a lot of playoff revenue loss this year, a lot of short series. The finals being short is no good for a cap explosion. Like that's the reason. And that now necessarily happen next year. Yeah. There's no guarantee that it's good. I mean, the warriors are the prohibitive favorites to win the championship, but, yeah, but they're not the prohibitive favorites to win in five or four. Yeah, no, you know? it, it probably should be a little bit tougher. I think the West has gotten a lot better top to bottom so that it will at least be some kind of challenge for the Warriors. And maybe that'll help out the cap situation and help guys like Nurkic who are going to be free agents this year. But it it makes guys like CJ look really smart for signing their extensions last summer before this whole thing happened because – they probably wouldn't have been able to, you know, get as much leverage and and get as much money. But um, so and that fat, the fat, the, what that turned on that like that like really turned on a trifle when you think about it, because it's such like just the fact that the playoffs were short is such a small thing. Like time wise, it probably represents, I don't know, um, like six hours of total television time or whatever. And it cost the cap expansion, like $5 million or something like that. Yeah. That's like kooky when you think about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was like a handful of games here and there could have changed the cap situation. And yeah, it, it, it is really, it, it is really something. Uh, one quick note before we continue uh, talking here, before we, you know, I think, I think we're starting to approach here. We're starting to approach season time. We can start talking maybe expectations. Uh, but the Blazers did sign a couple of guys to training camp. We talked about Archie Goodwin. They signed another guy, Isaiah Briscoe, another Kentucky guy. Uh, I was talking to our draft expert, Mike Weisenberg, about him the other day, and 
I mean, I guess he's going to, according to, like, we're trying to figure out what position the guy's going to play. He doesn't really shoot it. Um, and he's only six foot three. So I guess he plays point guard. And the Blazers have a lot of six three guards. So I don't necessarily know if he has the greatest chance, but they're bringing him into camp. Um, so theoretically, he has a chance to make the roster because the Blazers have an open roster spot now that Crab is gone and they waived Andrew Nicholson, the guy they got in return for him. Cool. Nice. I have nothing in particular to say about this. That's okay. Uh, I don't know anything about Isaiah Briscoe, except that his name sounds a little like brisket. And that and if he opened Cisco. Briscoe's biscuit, brisket. How about Briscoe's Biscuits and Brisket featuring Cisco and Cisco performs there every night? (laughs) Unless he does that, I don't think I have a strong opinion about him. You know what? I take that back a little bit. I think the Blazers need wings more than they do guards, and I'm maybe a little irritable that they didn't go for a wing there. But I'm not like that irritable about it, you know? If, yeah. if I was really I'm not like really mad about it. I'm just mad about it, you know, because there's nothing else to be mad about. I hear you. I, we're mad online. Yeah, if you will. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the SI. I mean, I think we, we've gone over the Isaiah Briscoe and Archie Goodwin roster spot thing. I'm so ready for basketball to be here, by the way. Like, oh, my God, these every you know what the thing about it is every time the NBA ends, I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. I I, I don't have to sit around and watch. I don't have to sit around and watch a bunch of basketball all the time. But but by the time it gets to the end of the season, it's just like or the end of the summer. It's just like, oh, my God, please. I just want something to be on TV that I can watch and write about. Yeah, and and, it, and it's it's really for, for the last couple of weeks. Actually, let's let's have this discussion because it, it it has been something that has just been on my Twitter timeline all the time. I don't know what has happened. I mean, we I think this happens every summer, but I feel like Twitter has absolutely lost its mind over Jokic, and it and it's like it oh, yeah. it, it has become like the most ridiculous argument. Like people are like saying he's like a top five player and like how, how amazing he is. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited though that, you know, this whole thing, I feel like Jokic Nurkic isn't a debate, but I feel like it'll be fun for Portland fans to get on that bandwagon. I think Denver fans kind of act like, like it's a debate. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and I think Denver fans really love to hate Nurkic. Here's my uh, I mean, because Nurkic, I mean, he, he kind of screwed him. I, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, just got insanely fat and was bad. <laughs> he, he, pulled his... a, he pulled a Boris Dio, our sweet, yeah. prin- our sweet prince who yeah. went back to uh, dude, France today. I got to Got to Got to say the all time NBA sex god. The uh, the, the NBA leader in sex had uh, on and off the court, Boris Dio. Fat just, guy legend. Just a, 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 a beacon of hope for a better world. Farewell, sweet prince. I tried to talk about him on my podcast today. I figured everybody would have. I figured uh, I had Spike and Shane Ryan on today. I figured everybody would have a billion takes about Boris Dion. They were just like, Blue, I don't know. It, I don't I didn't want to say this to their faces. It kind of made me sick. He rules. But anyway, rest in peace to this. Sweet Prince, you know, I hope. Oh, my God, you were better than 
Boris, along with Jamal Crawford, and maybe I think Tony Allen, like those dudes are better than the NBA. Like if they're not, what about Ricky Rubio, the uh, Jimmy Carter of the NBA, as you once called him? I did. That's a good joke. I'm very funny. It was good because 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 Steph Curry's Ronald Reagan. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, yes, I remember. Uh, God, that is a good joke. I'm very funny, people. Uh, Yes, Rubio is this way, too. These are guys who are too good for the NBA. And if they can't succeed in the NBA at the highest possible level, that doesn't have anything to do with them. That has to do with flaws in the NBA. Yes. The system is failing those guys. Exactly. Oh, man. But... Well, we're, Not to say Boris was a failure. Yeah, he was yeah. an excellent player. No, but. anyway, he won a championship. Was like on one of the coolest championship teams that we've had in a long time. That that Spurs team, and he was on the Suns team. He made Michael. He we we shouldn't sleep on this either. He played for Michael Jordan's team, hated it, just out of control. Hated it. Got insanely fat. Uh, b- bottomed out while they were the worst team of all time. And almost certainly at some point, Michael Jackson was like, get in shape, you fat F, 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 F. You know how Michael Jordan is. And yeah. Boris Dia probably just picked up a cup of coffee, sipped it and walked away. <laughs> One of the other great stories about Boris. Yeah. And then he gets released to finish the story off, gets released Ends up getting signed by the Spurs. Yeah, because he's Tony Parker's best friend. And he because revives they're both his guys career. who love to have sex. And drink espressos in their locker. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it was it was an inspirational story. Oh, my God. Of, was it ever? Of just not caring and 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 standing your ground for, for, like, the, for the art that you were meant to be making. Because Boris Diaw's art was not meant to be on the 7 and 59 bo- bo- uh, Bobcats. It was no. meant to be in the Popovich system flourishing so that the whole world could appreciate its beauty. And we finally get a, got that moment. He did get a triple-double on that 7 and 59 Bobcats team, by the way. So. <laughs> I, 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 I'm very fond of Boris Diaw, those Suns teams. Uh, just an aside on Boris Dio, because this could be his, you know, maybe he comes back on like a waiver deal or something like that his his contract does have an NBA out. But let's just for a moment, you know, appreciate him. And since he looks like he's probably out of the league right now. And I got to say, when the Blazers were in that jail Blazers time and it was really dark and the Blazers really sucked, Boris Diaw showed me that basketball could be beautiful again. So thank you, Boris. Uh, and those Suns teams for showing me the basketball could be beautiful. Boris says you're welcome. Yes, I mean I can't accept it. I just want, I, I just want, I just wanted to put I just wanted to put that out there in the world so that maybe someone close to Boris could tell him that like hey Boris Boris, Boris I'm listening to Lockdown Blazers. <laughs> Just someone, he said, "Are you? He said, are you make a basketball beautiful again?" And he, he's someone's like running down the shops, he says, and it's like, and it's like telling him, "Boris, Boris." That's that's, that's how I imagine it would all. Boris has down. Boris Boris has uh, several baguettes in his hand, <laughs> and like five women, five ladies, just yeah, also and, surrounding and like, him. And like he has a wheel of brie that's the size of a backpack, and it's strapped to his back like a backpack. Yeah. Yes. Yes. God, Boris is great. Yeah. Shout out to Boris Diaw, uh, a hero on this show and uh, in the world. 
a hero, just a hero. But anyway, Yusuf Nurkic pulled a, a Boris Diaw. But anyway, I, I'm excited for I, the I don't the NBA schedule makers really should have made Portland Denver like the first game of the season. Oh for yeah, both teams. Like it's I don't such, know why they didn't do that. Like that that that, sh- that was a huge oversight, especially after the the whole moment last year. Like yeah, that yeah. should have been game one. The best the best Blazer game last year from like a talking about this perspective was that was the Denver Portland game after Nurkic got traded. Uh, look, it, I, this is what I'll say. Jokic. I mean, I can't act like Jokic might not be like excellent this year. And I might be, and I might eat crow on this. I'll make a hundred percent clear. I understand that that could happen, but I watched that game. Denver was in a playoff race with Portland. They literally made that trade to get Portland out of the playoffs and to get themselves in. It was in Denver. Nurkic came in and stomped on Jokic. I think it was in Portland, but still. It was in Denver. I maybe it was. I could have sworn it was in Denver. Was it no, really? It wasn't. I was. I was there. I was. I was at that game. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I apologize. Anyway. No, I just wanted to correct the record. We're fine. No, no, no. Yes, I, I don't. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to spread myths, truths. But I will say that it was actually in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but Nurkic like stomped him. Like Nurkic played absolutely brilliantly the entire game. If I recall, it was his career scoring higher. Yeah, I think he had thirty. Been. I think he had thirty-three and thirteen rebounds or something like that. Yeah, and he just stomped all over Nurkic. Uh, just, uh, just punished him up or Jokic punished him up and down the court. I'm just saying, I saw that game. And this is some, I mean, I realize this is some, like, takes nonsense. Oh, excuse me. This, what was that? Oh, it was a noise. Oh, okay. Uh, I know, I realize this is some takes nonsense, but I, but I feel like when I saw that game, I, I'm about to use it. I'm about to use it. I don't want to use it. I think I saw that Jokic might be soft. Oh, man. Yo, I mean, hey, it was a big game. Th- that is a big bit, game. It, it had big, actual playoff implications. It, was, it had it, actual narrative implications. I mean, I mean, for all for the purposes of the, what the game ended up meaning, it was a playoff game. Like it was, yes. a, it was a one game playoff. Like that's what that was. And Nurkic stepped up when the moment got hot, and Jokic did not play as well when the moment no, got he hot. Did not. Is he a brilliant passer? Yes, he's a brilliant passer. Yeah, can he do everything? Sure, but I mean, he's kind of slow running the court. You know, you know, he's uh, his defensive reputation is not uh, sterling. Well, I hate to, you know, as as uh, people who cover the team that Damian Lillard plays for, who gets quite a bit of flack for his defense. It it does strike me as pretty surprising that Jokic never gets criticized for his defense. Although the, although the Nuggets were the w- way worse defensively than the Blazers, way worse. Were not good defensively, by and, the way. And Denver was worse. And who is the like he? And he's the linchpin of the defense. Like, okay. I mean, can look modern NBA? You can't be big and not play defense. Lillard is bad at defense, but like. So what? He gets screened like every like everybody gets screened. It's a matter of degrees with a point guard like he doesn't have a lot of defensive responsibilities. Jokic has a ton of defensive responsibilities 
and is still maybe not good at defense. Although I have some stats guys who, when I say this, will go, no, 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 that's the team. That's the team. And I don't want to dismiss them. I want to make this clear. Maybe that is actually the case. I will not, but he is also soft. Yeah. Just for reference, (laughs) just for reference, the nuggets finished 29th last season in defensive rating 29th. So second to last and Portland was 24th. Look, I'm just saying, can you be 29th? And your your primary big man who gets most of your minutes is like definitely not at least part of the problem. Come yeah, on. yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. That, that's where I'm at with it. It's like it's like I feel like uh, the the discussions have anointed Jokic as the chosen one as, and he is amazing. I'm not saying he sucks, but I Unbelievable don't. I don't, I, don't I love a big man passer. Yes, but but. But he maybe maybe he's not, and and I'm excited. I cannot wait for the first Portland Denver game, and it's not until like January. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's really lame. Uh, but NBA, the NBA does not understand anything about the Northwest Division, people. Yeah, they really don't. And and it's like you know you could kind of you know take advantage of this like little mini rivalry ha- you have like Portland and Denver. They're kind of you know they they have similar interests and, and and cultures and then you have these two teams and these two big guys in the history and like you could take advantage of that and create like a cool regular season narrative in a year when you desperately need something other than the Warriors are going to run over everybody and they really miss that opportunity yeah you know, you know league do, league don't care about Portland no they're just we're all alone up here we're all alone up here. Uh, uh, I know your name, Eric. <laughs> I was trying to you know what I was looking for in that bit I was just doing. Because yeah. I was looking for the long version of your name, you know, like Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, that doesn't exist. There, it's not like Eric Drew, Ericion. Or Eric Thieu. Eric Thieu. Ericion kind of sounds nice. I hope you don't mind me saying. No, I, I, I Young, no. young Ericion. Oh. It sounds like a Game of Thrones character. Well, it is. I don't. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do. Oh, yeah. Well, Rick on uh, Stark. Uh, yes, know. of course. Sir, of, co- of course. Um, but I mean, let's, to be frank, though, I think the uh, back to the we were talking about the list. I do think the Sports Illustrated guys do have it right, though. They have Damian Lillard 17th, uh, which I think is pretty fair. He stepped back a couple of spots because I think he was 10th last year, actually. He did but, have kind of a stinky beginning of the year last year. Yeah, I mean, he finished the season in incredibly, uh, but it was – I think it was also just a factor of the fact that Portland just really regressed and just was not the same team. They lost in the first round after making the second round the year before. They have Jokic at 25, and then as far as other point guards uh, that they had on the list, I think Dame was only behind John Wall – uh, in terms of the the point guard position, all the other guys in front of him do not play his position. But he was ahead of most uh, uh, most other guys uh, on the list. Uh, Steph Curry plays his position. Yes, okay, but Steph Curry they haven't gotten to the top ten, and Steph oh, okay. Steph Steph is in the top ten. But Westbrook's probably in there too. Yeah, they had Lillard ahead of Kyle Lowry. They had him ahead of Kemba Walker, ahead of Kyrie Irving, and I think all of those uh, are are true. So uh, congratulations to Dame. Uh, on on a good finish, so Portland finishes with uh, number seventeen, thirty nine, and number sixty nine. Nurkic. Oh, you know who's sixty nine too. Yusuf Nurkic, baby. That's right. 
the nicest, the, other the nicest big man, uh, CJ at thirty nine, which I thought was a tad low. I'm lower on CJ than most people. Okay, I understand. All right, you know, a lot of mid range shots, but he's good would at be, them. Would be he is very good at them, and I and it might be a little inappropriate to question his integrity in that matter. I'm a I don't man. CJ, I hope I know that you you like to consume media. So if you're listening to this, I just want to know, want you to know that I apologize. Wouldn't it be cool if CJ was like two inches taller? I mean, obviously it would be great if CJ was like two inches taller because then the Blazers, like, the Blazers would probably be a championship team if that were the case. Or I just a little taller. He doesn't need to be not way a championship taller. team, but like you know what I mean. They'd, wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be cool if he was just you know. All, all shooting guard, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I know there's nothing you can do about that, CJ. You, no, once I, you've, you know, you, you're, you're much more impressive than I am. I want to make this clear. But just like two more inches. Wouldn't, it, <laughs> wouldn't, that, have, wouldn't that have been incredible, huh? And he was like, he was also like 4'11 in high school and was like really small. And then grew yeah, to 6'3". Could, could he have maybe, you know... Put a little focus in, you know, been maybe been like five one in high school. Just try it a little bit harder. Just a little uh, just, bit. Just harder. like a little, you know, just a little bit. Maybe some Gattaca board stretching. Oh, OK, that might be a little extreme. You don't need to torture yourself to be slightly taller. But what if you were just like a little tiny bit tall? I, it's fine. It's fine. It's OK. It's OK. Uh, I think they rank you low, CJ. By the way, uh, okay. I, I, I thought I thought he could have been okay. I think the top thirty or the top forty is is appropriate. I just had a little bit of, you know, I got a little picky. I, I like I like him more than DeRozan, but DeRozan's just a little bit bigger. <laughs> see, see, see. You've landed on like the exact guy. Who makes me go, Dad, they do a lot of the same things, but the Rosen is a little bit bigger. I will say this. CJ can actually get buckets in the playoffs, whereas DeRozan. Oh, cool. I don't know, man. That's the oh, thing. Oh. Like, I, I'm just keeping it. I'm keeping it honest. I, I, I oh, like this, I, is some, this is some take ass stuff right here. No, I think CJ is a better playoff player. I think if you're in a bigger game, I think I think you'd rather have I would rather have CJ uh, because he can score. And he also can shoot threes a little like, like pretty good, like re- no, like like really good. He shot forty two percent last year, almost forty three on a ton of attempts. Yeah, and he was like the best, and he was like the best mid range shooter in the league. I didn't know that. I'm, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a known dummy. Don't get me wrong, but that's it's, better than I thought it was. Maybe, maybe you're a little underrated, CJ. But once again. It's a little taller. It's a little. Just a tiny bit. That's all. That's skidge. all. Cor- just a skidge. Cor- just that's a- all Corbin's asking for, you know. Yeah, just a skidge taller. Can we, sorry. I've been trying to get to this for a long time. There's no natural segue. So I just want to say it. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. Hardship. My grandmother would go through it every month to pay her insurance bill. First, she would handwrite a paper check in cursive. Then, using her own tongue, she would wet a stamp for an envelope. 
Today, however, we need not weary our hands and tongues. Today, we can pay our Geico bill with the Geico app. Away with hardship, in with bill pay on the Geico app. Thank you. The Blazers 100% should assign Tony Allen. It annoys me they didn't. I, I actually talked about this on the on the last podcast because I was like, Corbin has been talking about Tony Allen for months, and uh, it didn't happen. He went to New Orleans, no. which is – I Tony, who, who's Tony's agent, and why did they let him go to New Orleans? I, uh, I think his agent's Jeff Schwartz. I don't okay. know that, well, though. I, okay, well, I mean, that's a pretty good guess. For any NBA player. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know why they let him go to New Orleans. I suspect Tony wants to retire. So that's where you go when you want a career-ending injury. And uh, (laughs) uh, this is like a common knowledge thing now, right? That New Orleans has a terrible training staff. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Eric Gordon, I remember like vividly like five years ago when he was a free agent. And he's begging told, them, be, begging to. them. And he like was saying, please, New Orleans, do not match my contract because yep. I think Phoenix signed him to a big deal. And he was like, if there's anything that New Orleans could do for me, it's not match the contract because I don't want to be here. Uh, yeah, terrible. Like, like I maybe they I maybe they hired somebody new this summer. I, I might have heard that somewhere. There's a lot of really solid information in this podcast, guys. But um. <laughs> Yeah, they like they use football trainers and football trainers are like maniacs who just want you to be bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's you. That doesn't work in basketball because it's all about. Mo- to, yeah, it's all about mobility. You have to like run a lot, whereas in football, you run a little bit, but hit people really hard and also get injured all the time. But um, anyway, I think it's I think the Blazers should have taken a swing at signing Tony Allen. He was on the market for a long time. It's a little it's a little baffling to me as to why they didn't, maybe. That's all. He's an excellent player. He's uh, excellent for the culture. He'll uh, you know, he'll grind people out in de- in practice. He's uh uh he is genuinely like a singularly brilliant defensive player. Uh I think maybe the kind of guy Blazers probably could have used uh yeah just to still some yeah, at the very least like some culture on that end yeah so. just like to show like hey this is what great defense looks like yeah if you didn't know and like this is what it takes every day to play great defense yeah like, like that that would have been nice to have on the blazers for sure but i mean not not that they're gonna sign tony allen but one of the things i have been thinking about granted i just talked about the tax implications and all that stuff but they do have the mid-level still Who's even left? So. I don't. I don't know. But like, it could be maybe if they're still in it, it could they could be a, a player in, buy, in buyout season. Maybe. Can you do a mid level in a buyout? Yeah, uh, jo- Josh Smith, uh, a couple of years ago. <gasps> with That's the, who with, they with should the sign, Rockets. Josh Smith. Where's Josh Smith playing right now? Oh yeah, I, I thought I saw. Oh my gosh, I saw something. Oh China, I think? no, it was. Um, I think it was. I think Last it was play New with Orleans. Szechuan Blue Whales. I think it was New Orleans. Well, in the end, uh, nah, he last played with the Rockets in the NBA and last played in the in professional basketball uh, with the Szechuan Blue Whales. Uh, no, but I, what I'm saying is I think I saw a rumor about the Pelicans. Oh, being interested in Josh Smith and just going all in on just like, forget it. Yeah, maybe just, they shouldn't. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think it, it just sounds like Detroit 2.0 when they went with Drummond and Josh Smith and um, gosh, I forget who else it was, but it just didn't work. And and the only reason Josh Smith worked in Houston is because him and Dwight are like best friends. The um, uh, you mentioned Drummond uh, earlier this week. ES, ESPN was doing a who will be the best players in the league in five years thing. And they revisited the last one they did. And do you know who was fifth on that list? No. It was Andre Drummond. Yeah, that that hasn't worked out. No. I and I and it and I read that and I thought, huh. Because I can understand how that might have been a perception at the time. And it really I'm about to say, I mean, apparently this is the Corbin Smith hot big man hot takes edition of take it or break it. But like considering what happened, Drummond has been like a an unbelievably spectacular failure for no reason except that he is just not equipped to be a great NBA player. I mean, he kind of reminds me of of Dwight a little bit. Yeah, but Dwight, but like Dwight could score. Also, Dwight had the thing that made him want to win basketball games and Drummond doesn't. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I think I think Drummond is uh, I mean, I think also too part of that part of the Drummond thing is I think here some more hot takes. I think playing with Reggie Jackson really sucks. Yeah, but he is also like not good at defense. Either, you know, like he's been in Detroit all these years and they've never put together a particular like a good defense around him. That, this is one of my one of my t- I think Detroit is going to be like one of the worst teams in the league. Like, I think they're going to be really, really freaking bad. I but, think it's gonna, I don't I don't agree with that um, because the East is going to the bottom end of the East is probably not going to be great. Have, hey. have you been watching Eurobasket? I have not been watching Eurobasket. Okay, because the next thing I'm going to say is that Lowry Markkinen looks like he might be decent, and that would be nice for Chicago. And oh yeah, come on though. I mean, Detroit got Avery Bradley, but like, is that going to take them to the next level? Yeah, but everyone else on Chicago is. Yeah, I mean they're, they're the worst. I, I think they're probably set up worse than Brooklyn, but. Markinen makes me. I mean, Markinen. If Zach Levine's healthy too, like Zach Levine is pretty good. I can't believe I'm talking Levine myself is an, the Bulls right now. Uh, Levine is an unbelievably heinous defender. It should be noted. Uh, who will be coming off an ACL injury? They the Bulls have, are going to be so bad. They do have Robin Lopez patrolling the middle though, which does make up for a lot of ugliness. Yeah, really good trade chip. Hey, you know what? I think about this sometimes. Blazers probably should have re-signed Robin Lopez. But then we wouldn't have Nurkic here. Yeah, you know? no, but, you know, just in retrospect, probably should have re-signed Robin Lopez. Yeah, I mean. He was they, really good. I mean, basically yeah. they could have, I guess in theory, they could have just kept Rondé Hollis Jefferson, not traded for Plumley, and then just re-signed Robin Lopez, and then they'd have a wing defender. Yeah. Anyway. Who, who could be decent at offense. Um. But anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Detroit's going to suck. I think uh, I think Detroit's going to be bad. I think Orlando's going to be bad. I think Brooklyn's going to be bad. 
Oh man, Orlando's gonna be heinous. Yeah, they're gonna be really bad. I'm okay with that though because uh, I think Charlotte is gonna make the playoffs again this year. I think yeah, probably. Gonna, I, th- I think they're they're gonna be back. I think Dwight might have like I think one that defense decent... might be. I think that defense might be good. Good. And I think Batum in a bounce back year. I mean. All of you know, uh, if you're a Blazer fan, Blazer you know, legend Nikolai Batum. But he's like the king of the of the yo-yo. Like it's it's like it's it's rolling, and then it's not. And and I think that uh, I I think I think this is going to be a year where he comes back uh, strong because I think you know last year he got paid. Uh, I, I think he'll come back strong this season, and he didn't play in, in EuroBasket, so he's going to be fresh. So I, I agree. Like, I, I like Charlotte. I have no ill feelings towards Nicholas Batum. He served honorably on the Blazers. I thought he did as well. I, I actually, I probably was a little too, maybe just a little too appreciative because I, I, I didn't think that he, like, I, I had him for, a, I, I had him as like the last guy out on like the NBA, the NBA 2K team for the Blazers, the all-time team, because he was really good for the times that he got to play. I just think he was... I think his career would have gone a little bit differently had Nate McMillan not been the head coach of the Blazers. Yeah, he was good with Terry, though. Yes, exactly. As soon as Terry got there and gave him a yeah. role and he, and he and gave mean, him an opportunity to, you know, to play. Nate maybe didn't totally get where NBA offense was going. And, you know, if anything you could say about Terry, like the first thing you could say is Terry gets what NBA offense is doing. So, you know. Yeah, no, and and I I think that yeah, but anyway, I I don't know. I guess we could talk about the East a little bit. Do you want to just talk about basketball in general? Do you? Because I feel like we I, I don't have any like direct Blazers talk because we talked about the roster spot. We talked about we did uh, talk about the we, roster spot. We, we I feel talk, like there was one more thing. We talked about the SI. I was riding list. my bike and you all right, of a sudden you were it was smoggy. You were on, on a bike ride today. We were talking about that. It was smoggy. I started coughing. Uh, um, uh, that was. That was less interesting than I about, thought it was going to be. We talked be. about Jokic and Nurkic. Yeah, um, no, Jokic is soft. Nurkic is his uh, daddy. Uh, everyone knows it. Uh, why is the mainstream media denying that Nurkic is Jokic's daddy? Yeah, right. Et cetera, et they, cetera. They, they just have it. They have it out for Portland. Um, they, you know what? They do. They do. They really they do. do. They do. They do. Um, if I could do anything with the NBA, I would move a team to Seattle and a team to Vancouver, BC to like make everybody like refocus on the Pacific Northwest as a whole, you know? And also I think it was in Oregon. Yeah. And I think it would be fun to steal that from MLS. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. They'd be so mad. They've done so so much to develop that. Like that's like the most like that's like the most visceral thing they've managed to cultivate in their whole existence. And it would just make it would it would make me happy if the NBA just came in and took it from him. You know, I worked for an MLS team for years and I have no complaints about it, but I still want the NBA to stomp on them. I mean, the NBA for no reason. I mean, I, I listen, I like I like going to Timbers games. I like it's a the, lovely I, environment. I like I like the game of soccer. I know you, Corbin, maybe are not as yeah, I'm a little more ambivalent about it. If okay. I'm being totally right, honest, right. like I, I like soccer, but I like the NBA more. And I think it would be awesome if they had that. If we had that kind of tribalism, it yeah, among, that would be super fun. It would be awesome because because I feel like the Northwest would really get behind it. But they, I guess they they tried that once 
But I think I think this is the they time. didn't try I th- hard enough. I think the times I think the times are different now. Um, well, yeah, people you, are ready for people are ready okay. for an I five corridor blood war. You know. Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, I guess who, who's not who's not ready for one? You know. Uh, but I got to say, you should be watching Eurobasket because this I know. is what I wanted to talk about today. Actually, now I know what I want to talk about. Have you seen Luka Doncic? I've. I people are losing their minds. That's all I've seen. I'm. I should be watching your. I apologize to the listener, to my family, uh, my friends. I apologize to everybody for not watching Eurobasket. But please tell me about Luka Doncic. Uh, he was the best. He 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 was the best player on the floor today, at 18 against the Gasol brothers, Ricky Rubio. I mean he. I have never seen an 18-year-old just absolutely dominate. What is this? What country is this young man from again? Slovenia. They beat Spain today in the Eurobasket semifinals. What? 11 points, 12 rebounds, and You're 8 kidding assists. Me. Okay, okay. Now I'm mad I didn't watch. And they Slovenia won, they beat won, Spain? They won by 20, Corbin. Oh, my Lord. I mean, Dragic, Dragic came in in the clutch late, but Doncic, to me, was the best player on the floor. Like... And he's 18, and I cannot wait until we get to next June and we're, like, trying to convince ourselves that he's unproven because, you know, and they're going to pick, like, Michael Porter or Marvin Bag. I mean, right now, I've seen Michael Porter play, and I've seen Luka Doncic play now. I would take Luka Doncic in a second. Where did you see Porter play? At the um, Hoop Hoop Summit. I saw him play, too. And I was in practices and I, I, I was covering it for vice. And whenever I do stuff like I'm not like a good or I am a good basketball writer, but I'm not a, like a smart one in the way that, you know, um, you're, you're not trying to be Zach Lowe. Is I'm, not Nate, I'm not Zach Lowe. I'm not Nate Duncan. You know, I'm not uh, one of these guys. Um, and everybody around me when Porter was playing was just losing their minds. Uh, and they were just like, oh, my God, that guy's only blah, blah, blah. You know, I just didn't I just didn't get it. I, I mean, I it's sort of I the physical tools are spectacular, I suppose. But there's nothing I'm about to I mean, I'm about to say some poetry stuff. So I apologize for everybody. But like he just doesn't seem terribly inspired. Hey, you know, like I, he does. Yeah, I guess when you think about it now that you put it through that prism he does kind of seem like a guy who kind of just has all the physical gifts to be a great NBA player. And so he's doing that because he is that, but doesn't seem too particularly interested in being that. I mean, and this is totally a scene. Exactly. This is all speculation. We're just like, we're just, you know, face value here. Maybe he's listening to this in the gym right now. And he has like blood coming out of his pores because he's lifting so much. I don't Thank you. Corbin. Thank you, Eric, for Thank pushing you. me. Pushing yes. me. <laughs> I'm thankful for hearing the slander. The haters. I will kill Corbin Smith. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, <laughs> Porter is phenomenal, but I mean, the, you got to watch Sunday folks. Sunday, 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 folks, I'm telling you, folks, watch the I know that it's usually the day for football and your fantasy team. Football's garbage. Don't watch football. 
All it's insane. A, is an, it's I'm, an insanely I, I, yucky sport. The NFL is bad. They do everything they can to make it worse. Clearly, you should watch EuroBasket instead. This is Eric is hedging. The NFL is terrible, and like everybody thinks it. And every year, all they do is do everything they can to make their product and their game worse. Obviously, you should watch EuroBasket instead. Sorry, I don't mean to. Anyway. So you should de- you should definitely watch Eurobasket though. It, it's gonna be absolutely phenomenal. It's gonna be Slovenia against the winner of Russia Serbia, and I just you guys got to watch this Luka Doncic yeah, kid. This because is like a this is a real throwback Eurobasket. A lot uh, of lots of a lot, of a lot of post Soviet republics in this one. I know. I mean, it's gonna be a post Soviet republic battle. I think e- either way. Uh, and I, I got it. I mean, y'all, I mean, I'm not Eurobasket. I like watching it from time to time, but this kid, I mean, is, is special. I mean, he was doing some things out there. I mean, he was like second, anytime like Dragic got in trouble, he's like, where's Doncic? Throw him the ball. And he's 18 years old and he's out here. Like I was thinking about it. Like maybe, I mean, if, if a team has the number one pick, they should absolutely get this guy. And I was having really. Um, I was having some thoughts about maybe Portland should tank for him, but I don't think that they're going to tank and they're not, and they won't tank. And I know that tanking is not good, but this kid made me think about some, he was, I was, I was thinking some different things, you some know, immoral I, things. Some immoral, so I was thinking some immoral things while walking, watching Luka Doncic play if, basketball. Look, you thought, look, let's just, let's just put it all out there. You thought if Lillard got injured this year, and the team had to bottom out. You thought it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. That's what you thought. I can't. I can't pretend like I didn't think that. Okay. All right. Look, I'm just being honest. You, Look, this frankly, is, this, frankly, is a, this Eric, is an honest zone right now. It disgusts me personally. But you know, Damian Lillard, he's done so much for us. I, okay, I, I'm not wishing that Dame gets hurt. Just he's wanted a, to make a, sure that, that you know, I don't want I don't want like a headline. Not that I, don't th- I think we're getting headlines, but I don't want there to be a headline in my mind. Eric, in my, Eric, in my Gund- mind. Eric Gunderson Eric wishes Gunders- for Damian Lillard's ACL no, on above no, his head. No, I, I wish Dame good health and success. Uh, I just I mean, this kid, man, if Portland could do anything to trade for that Brooklyn pick, I don't know. Like, I mean, just I mean, he's so good, man. And he plays the three, four. He's a secondary ball handler. He can shoot it. I mean, it was a lot of I – was, I was thinking a lot of unholy things watching him play basketball. I – you know, I've, I'm i behind. You, so you really got to get – you really got to get on this mixtape here. You got to get on the Doncic tape. I, I apologize to the audience for not being able to contribute here. Well, I wish I did. I usually watch Eurobasket. I think it's a wonderful event. Well, make sure to watch the final. And if you like basketball and you're thirsting for basketball like we are. Who's on on Russia right now? Alexei Shved is, I think, their best player. What? Yeah. I mean, he's been balling. And he's in the and they're in the final. Sorry, I don't want to I don't want to trash Shved. I guess he is always incredible in Eurobasket. But they're in the semifinal. So Russia beat Greece to advance to the semis. And now Russia is playing Serbia. And then. The winner of that game will play Slovenia because Slovenia whooped Spain by 20 points today, which is, is that isn't. Yeah, that's to, insane. That's an insane upset because Spain has been the class of Eurobasket for about 
I don't know, 12 years. I think they did lose in the last year of basket in fairness, but to like France with Tony Parker and Batum and Dia, like, yeah, I mean, that was a good matchup, but Spain has been the team to beat for a long time. Like they're always the favorite. They're always dominant. And yeah. And getting crushed by like the dragon and this other dude, that is, that is legit impressive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and Anthony Randolph. Oh, Anthony Randolph's on Slovenia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. He's like, he's like the starting, he's like the starting four, I think. And then they have, yeah, yeah. Oh, European basketball. I, I, I love you so much. It was pretty good. And I think, Oh God, what it was after it was the last, uh, Slovenia. Oh my gosh. It was Slovenia, Latvia and Randolph and Porzingis like got in a fight after the game. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. There, I, yes. Nick, Nick's Twitter was losing their minds as I recall. Uh, that, by the way, Slovenia has just been the best team to watch the entire tournament. The game against Latvia was fantastic too. Cause Porzingis had 34. I'm, I am, you know what? Now I'm mad. I haven't been watching your best. I, I, wanted, I wanted to give you FOMO because it has been that good. I, I apologize. You know what? I apologize to everybody for not being able to dig deep into this one. Hearing that sh- like Shved, like I'm a Shved head too. I don't know. I don't know how you, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about Shved, but like that is, that is that like broken, nearly crying guy, like dominating a pick and roll. Like that's like my ideal basketball player pretty much. I did love so. I did love Shved in the uh, I think it was the 2012 Olympics when Russia- oh yeah he was incredible he was so good in those Olympics that he got an NBA contract he proceeded to be terrible in the NBA and then uh, and then at the very end of his career in his last like three months with the Knicks he was good uh, but also like it was in a really weird way. Like the Knicks were a hundred percent not winning, but he was like bawling out and, and like this very like upsetting and idiosyncratic way. Uh, big fan of Alexi Shved as a, as a basketball happening. Well, you can watch. Oh yeah. By the way, I did t- talk about the winner of Serbia and Russia. That game is tomorrow. So if you have the means, I highly recommend you Check. probably have the means. Yeah, I mean it's on. It's, yeah, it's on Watch ESPN, the uh, the ESPN streaming platform for those of you who are in Check out 20, in, in 2007. It's probably not going to be on Xfinity. No, your, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Though NBA TV should really think about about doing EuroBasket. You know, I actually think they will show the EuroBasket final on ESPN. Okay. I, I think it'll just be going up against football and they, and they usually, usually play are bowling. like weird. Yeah. Or like weird stuff. The PBA. Yeah. Shout, shout out to my PBA head. Yeah. Look, there. don't get me wrong. I'd rather watch the PBA than the dang, uh, than the dang NFL. You ask me. Hey. And you are. Yeah. I am, I was, ask, I am asking you because this is your, you're on my podcast. How, did we talk about the eclipse? I don't know if we did. I mean, if, we, when we, I, was, we, I mean, we might have, but we could talk about it again. You were you saw it right? I wasn't at the total. I, oh, you weren't at totality. Oh, you know, we talked about the eclipse when we had dinner at Tusk with oh, with with on and Pandian. Yeah, uh, it, it it was it was kind of like a bring Carmelo to Portland seance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um we sacrificed a, a lamb. Well, like, we, uh, only, was, we actually we as only a vegetarian, sac- I was we only, ashamed. Well, we only sacrificed vegetables actually that yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah. We we were once good. again. You guys got to go to Tusk. It's re- Eric. 
Eric, tell me about these salads. I mean, they're, they're, I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, I like, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm an omnivore. I eat all types of food. And I got to say, these salads are like the best salads I've ever had. They're incredible. Anyway, I've spent too much time promoting Tusk on Locked On. We, we really need to get a live read for Tusk at this point for this show. <laughs> promo promo code locked on blazers yeah promo code lob get 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 10 percent off or a free right. cocktail at tusk on your seat uh <laughs> they would not give you a free cocktail the cocktails are not cheap people no they're uh, not um okay uh the eclipse. Uh, anyway i went to totality in uh a town a little bit east of salem i can't remember what it's called dallas dallas thank you Shout out, to, shout out to Dallas and, the, and, and the Willamette Valley. Uh, this whole this whole it, it was 100 percent worth it. The sun's not there. You can you, you're not supposed to look at it, but you can kind of look at it and uh, it just rules. That's all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I didn't see the total, um, but I did get to experience that like 360 sunset uh, effect. Stuff. That, oh, that was pretty oh, cool. That is unbelievable stuff, people. A lot of really pretty sunsets recently. I mean, because the gorge is on fire, but pretty sunsets. Yeah, I, I had I talked about the gorge on this podcast. I was so bummed, man. I I have an article coming out about it. I don't so, want to spoil. so don't spoil it. Read Corbin's article about about the the gorge it's, and our beautiful. This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. It's maybe a little less sad. Than most things people write about it. That's okay. all. All right. That's all. Okay. Um, if I told Eric what it was about, he might get mad at me. That's all. The, anyway, ecl- the eclipse though was fan- was phenomenal. I, I it was it honestly I didn't think it was going to have an effect on me the way that it did. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I didn't. I was going totally a hundred percent purely as a curiosity. My my friend Caitlin was into it. She was driving down there, and I uh, and I came with her, and I and I. It was insanely moving. Like there, like there's, I, there's nothing else to say about it. Standing underneath a black sun, and and there's just a sunset everywhere. It was like, it was like incredible. And it and it was just like everyone stops and just like, like Sta- it's, it's we not were, it's not about it's not about like no one's like going to work and no one's like freaking out about about little stuff it's like hey why don't we all just stop and enjoy this one thing that we can all experience together as human beings even bigger than nature like the universe itself imposing itself in an aesthetic way we were at a a nursing home it was just a nice place to watch it in dallas for some reason and uh and yeah it's just all of these older people and uh you know some families and we're all just you know, looking at the sun disappear, uh, checking out the black spot for not too long because it will accidentally destroy your eyes if you look too long. And uh, yeah, it was incredible. Highly recommended. Yeah, I don't Nature. know. I don't, yeah, I don't know where the next one is. Uh, there, might, I think I, I read like I heard or something like it's going to be in like Colorado or something. My friend uh, Liam climbed a mountain, and I and I, it's hard for me not to think that maybe that's what I'm doing next. During the eclipse. Yeah, I got totality at a mountain. It might like like that's how moved I was by it. Like I might need to climb a mid-sized mountain and see it. You know. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, totally. Totally. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yo, uh, I gotta say, uh, I guess there's one thing that we could discuss before we we sign off here. Hall of Fame is here. Oh, the Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame, and I think uh, we have. Jerry Krause, former GM of the, Bu- of the Bulls. Jerry Krause definitely deserves it. Was basically blackballed by Jordan for a decade. It's actually kind of gross. Uh, so congrats yeah. to him. Congrats to Jerry Krause, RIP. Uh, Rebecca Lobo. Yeah, it's a shame he had to die for it to happen. That's yeah, what I think yeah, about Jerry. Yeah, that, that, that's really what sucks. Um, and I guess the guy, George McGinnis, a great NBA player from the 70s, a, an ABA player from the seventies. He got a- in on the ABA committee. Uh, Most of the, uh, he he was an NBA player briefly. The, Bla- but, uh, the Blazers defeated George McGinnis because he was on the seventy sixers in the seventy seven championship. He was on that Sixers team that lost to Portland. Yes, that makes sense to me. But he but that was, uh, the po- that was post merger. His Hall of Fame production type stuff is uh, uh, the Blazers. I think it's I think they were probably the first great post merger team. I think it's sort of. Or are they the yeah. first merger team altogether? Am I being dumb right now? Uh, no, I think you're right. I think that year that that Julius Irving was on the 76ers was after the merger. I think that was his first year with the 76ers because he still had ABA a throw. And merger. I'm, yeah. I'm looking this up right okay, now. Let's, let's make sure that we, uh, uh, we're not uh, telling uh, the folks alternative facts. 76. 76. Okay, okay, so yeah. So 70, 77 would have been the first one. I can't recall who won in 77 off the top of my head. What Are you joking? Oh, who? Oh, was it the Blazers? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry. <laughs> it was of Blazers course, it was the Blazers. That's uh-huh. stupid. For some reason, I was putting them at 78 in my head at this very second. I know that they won in 77. Please do not talk to me about it online. <laughs> anyway, yes, the Blazers won the first post ABA title. Yes, and George McGinnis was on the 76ers that year. He was. And I guess the, the guy that I want to talk about. Is, is T-Mac. Tracy McGrady going into the hall. Julius Irving, though. Julius Irving was also on the 76ers, right? He, he was that year, and so was George McGinnis. Got it. Thank uh, you. But no. uh, Tracy McGrady... I remember. Tracy McGrady going into the Hall of Fame. I, I, I really enjoyed T-Mac's career. Better and, than Kobe. And he had a pretty great quote this week that every anybody can win a championship, but not everybody can get into the Hall of Fame. I thought that, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. God bless him. Yeah. So shout out to T Mac who at his prime was better than Kobe. And hey, and hey, totally made the finals. So totally, he did make the finals with the with he the Spurs. The finals. You can't you can't you can't pin that on him. He made the finals. That's true. Yeah, he 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 won several rounds of the playoffs. He 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 made it to the finals. So shout out yeah. to to T Mac and congratulations. That's right. Um, Rebecca gosh. Lobo. Yeah, Rebecca Kentucky. Lobo. I gave a shout out. Uh, some of these other guys, I'm, I don't know who. Bill Self, um, college coach. Yeah, disgusting. There should be no college coaches in the Hall of Fame, especially before Adelman gets in. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Adelman's not in the Hall of Fame? He's not. Wow. Carl is not either. I I will say, considering, it doesn't make me that mad now. But I mean, it's hard to imagine Adelman will get eventually, but it's totally, you know. I feel like Adelman's like approach to offense, too, was like so revolutionary. Uh, it was incredibly like innovative and people like don't really give him credit for that. Almost, I, almost certainly. I think the most innovative offensive coach of his era, uh, the, I mean, the, what the, what the, the, okay. Uh, I mean the Kings teams, uh, he the made Rockets. the finals obviously, yeah. uh, 
Like on a certain level, like the, like his Blazers teams are actually his greatest accomplishment. And yet it's like the eighth thing you'll talk about with him. Um, yeah. Those, uh, those Blazers teams were amazing. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, not in the hall of fame. Totally insane. Yeah. Should first, also probably, you know what? Should also probably be on the uh, ring of honor there in the Blazer stadium. Yeah, he should be. Is he? He's not. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he should definitely be honored um, in there because he's – I mean, I, I, they have been like – I think they're getting around to it because they kind of finally like just did the Dr. Jack stuff like right before he passed away. Like they, they, they like did a lot of stuff to honor him because I think Terry Stotts has like a, like a really healthy respect for the history yeah, of the I mean, game. I mean, I mean, you know, Jack is, you know. No, he's a legend, but I think yeah, he's I, one I, of those dudes who's actually as good as people say he was. So, but I do think that to an ex- I think they are going to get there eventually. Like, I think they're going to get there with Adelman. And I think they should. I mean, Adelman's an Oregon guy. I mean, he, he I'm pretty sure he lives here a lot of the time. Uh, and also and so he obviously loves the, the, the state of Oregon, has a connection to it. And I think that's not even the best reason to have him in. But it's just another one. And. I mean, and he was the he is the second best coach that they've ever had. And and, and Stotts is like a hundred percent like one of his children. Yes, he like, like saw that stuff, and he's like, I like what he's doing. I'm yes, sure. I'm sure the, I mean, I'm sure if you asked Harry Stotts, he would. I mean, he talks about the when he got hired, he talked about those Kings teams as teams that he wanted to play like. Um, yeah. Anyway, the Blazers. Yeah, the Blazers should honor Adelman. Sorry. I, uh, he should also be in the Hall of Fame, but the boys, you know. Yeah, I think they're going to get there. They're gonna, okay. they're going to get there. They they've been doing a better job with the history stuff lately. I mean, um, they have a lot of retired numbers. In fairness, let's not let's not be too harsh on them. Like, there's I an know, unbelievable like they. But retired. most of them are the '77 team. I'm I'm talking about like moving like, on Kersey, beyond that area. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, Jerome and I. Uh, and, uh, Terry and, uh, Porter. Terry Porter and uh, Drexler, obviously, but yeah. you know. Just saying, maybe I, I I think Adelman should go up there. That's what I think. Definitely, definitely thinks Adelman should be up there. Um, and if he's not, or if he already is, we're sorry. But I he's don't. not. He's okay. definitely not okay. up okay. there. Okay. So all right. Um, yeah, I think this is a good place to wrap it up, Corbin. So you got something coming out. Where's that going to be? Where are the people? Where can the people read it? Uh, it's uh, Willamette Week. Okay. I think it'll be the next issue. Okay, next issue Willamette Week. Find Corbin uh, and listen to the podcast. Take it or break it. Take it or break it. It's really good. I am embarrassed that I like it as much as I do because I make it. It's actually really good. Eric like genuinely listens to it. I'm not like I'm not like fronting just because Corbin's nice enough to come on the podcast. Like I, I listen to it because it's a fun, entertaining and good podcast. If you like basketball, uh, there, uh, which you probably do if you listen to all this, uh, uh, there's a recent episode I did with um, Bob Silverman, who's on the show like all the time. Uh, uh, I, I, it would be hard to explain Bob to the audience. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a sports writer and a reporter. He knows a lot about the Knicks. He, and he loves, and he likes the Knicks a lot. And he's also a complete maniac. Uh, and, uh, and, and he was on with, uh, Kelly Dwyer, uh, the recently, uh, exiled, uh, editor of, uh, Yahoo's Baldo Live blog. Basketball blogging legend. Yes, Kelly uh, Dwyer. yes. Like one of the pioneers of like I grew up reading Kelly Dwyer when I was a kid. Like, uh, yes, he is the guy. He is the guy who did the free Darko stuff before free Darko. Like, yeah. you know, um, anyway, I Kelly on 
and uh, it's a really super fun episode. And then you had that Knicks preview, which you already talked about with Chase and Conception. Conception. Uh, if you like college football, I had Spencer Hall on. Uh, Spencer was really nice to do it because it was like literally right before college football started. And he's like the most popular college football writer in the country. Um, uh, Shane Ryan was on recently. Uh, God, I had one more big deal person. I can't remember who. Mike Pellucci. He's on all the time. But uh, Ch- Ch- Mike just wrote something for uh, – uh, Sports Illustrated. You should check it out. Mike's a great writer. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. It's uh, the, the ball family of, of football. Yes, yes, yes. It's very good. Um, oh, I and I have David Roth on all the time. Yes. Oh, and, and you guys talked about uh, the NBA smooth jazz players. Like, who's the most smooth oh, jazz yeah, yeah. NBA you, players? I do, two, I do two episodes a week. I Right now I'm doing NBA previews and normal episodes. Uh, which is just like the week in sports. It's like around the horn kind of, but normally I do one episode a week is an episode with my friend, John Wilms hit. That's actually not how you pronounce his name, but it's how we pronounce it on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just sort of, we, we take questions, shoot the shit, do stuff. And one of the things that came up is who is the most smooth jazz NBA player. And I got to say, it got way more interesting than it should have. Yeah. I, I definitely think that, I mean, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but I think Mike Conley's very smooth jazz. Oh, absolutely. I think Kevin Durant is also pretty smooth jazz. Hmm. Perhaps. I think Kevin That's Durant, I, I, I think Ke- like, I mean, Kevin just, Kevin feel, is an incredibly smooth jazz. Ke- name. Kevin very much feels smooth jazz. Like I'll give you know what? I'm not sure. I agree with you hundred percent on Durant. There's definitely a lot of sweeping there, but Kevin is an unbelievably smooth jazz name. Let's look through NBA Kevin's. I mean, I mean, all right, rest in peace, Kevin Duckworth. I mean, yeah. if that isn't a smooth jazz name, <laughs> that is an out of control smooth jazz name. Um, but I'm not going to say who it was, but there is an NBA player who literally transitioned into a career as a smooth jazz musician. Yes, so. yes, yes. I know who you're talking about, but I'm not going to spoil it because you, I should spoil. To, you should listen to Take It or Break It. Um, I, Kevin, I mean, now no, Kevin McHale doesn't sound. No. Oh, Kevin McHale is definitely that's, not smooth jazz. That's not smooth jazz. Ooh, I didn't know that there was a player in the league for two years named Kevin Brooks. Oh, that, that sounds pretty smooth jazz. Yeah. Um, Brooks or books? Brooks. He played yeah, for the Denver Nuggets jazz. for three seasons, 126 games, three points per game. Ooh. Great, great free throw shooter, though. 86%. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations to Kevin Books. I'm sure that was useful when you played in Europe. <laughs> All right, Corbin. Thanks for coming on, man. Oh. And uh, please listen to Lockdown Blazers. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week. We're upping the volume on these podcasts on Lockdown Blazers. So uh, trying to get more of these up as we approach the season here. Uh, thanks again to Corbin for coming on. It was really fun. My pleasure. And uh, listen to Corbin's podcast, listen to my podcast, leave us good five-star reviews, and we will catch you next week on Lockdown Blazers. I-